Welcome to the fan pregame, Sportsnet and Sportsnet 590 The Fan. This is not Kipper and Bourne. They're off, and we are on our second hour of a three-hour show. Justin and Ailish here. We've got two full hours jam-packed remaining. We're going to do a year in review with producer Mike in a moment. Chris Cuthbert is going to join us around 5.30. You might know him. Might see him this weekend. You you might know him, yes. Ron McLean and Charles Davis to wrap up our show. Um, the first hour, we also have a podcast. We never bring it up. We have a podcast. You can check it out. Fan pregame, wherever you get your podcast. Well, we had a great hour. We started with holiday headlines, so things we would want this holiday season to see in the headlines. Um, some good stuff there. Savannah Hamilton just joined us from Philadelphia because the Raptors are playing the Phillies tonight at 7 o'clock. On Sixers? The yeah, what did I say? Phillies. Phillies. They're not playing the Phillies. I think they could beat the Phillies, though. They might be able to beat the Phillies. That would be good. The Raptors play the Phillies. Uh, A little reprieve from Joel Embiid. (laughs) The Sixers on 590, the fan, and of course, Sportsnet 1. So, hour two. Um, We are going to begin with a segment that producer Mike created for us. Producer Mike, would you like to come on? Yes, thanks for having me on. He is. He's in the Sam McKee chair. Is there like a name uh, tag on it? (laughs) Yeah, I know I should have like a little nameplate. Yeah. By the way, thank you for the offer of the small Christmas hats. I noticed I didn't get one. What if I... Any particular can I reason? Throw it to, can, can you I clip throw it into your you? beard? Yeah, do you want it? It's because I'm bald, like mm. your stands at tomorrow's Festivus. And I'm getting ready with my grievances. Okay. Yeah, well, you could put it on your headphones if you'd like. All right. So, you know how everyone does these year-end reviews or top stories of the year? You kind of go, go yes. through a list and blah, blah, blah. So, what we did was we came up with five categories to debate... But there's only two at the end that you got to vote for. So oh, there could only be one winner. So there's two of you. You're going to vote on them all. And if for some reason you were tied, we're going to call on Judge Holly to Judge break the tie. Holly's okay. also never appeared on the Judge Holly, first off, are you there? I'm here, yep. There, oh, my Judge goodness, Holly. There <laughs> the voice. Hey, Holly. Andrew Holland, who keeps us on the air every day, uh, of course, jumping on with us, which is great. We've been waiting for this moment for quite a while now. Have Judge Holly on. So this is the the proper format, I think. This is a good idea. Are we ready to go? I'm ready. Okay, the first one is the Toronto sports scene. And for all the great listeners out there, viewers, uh, Raptors, Jays, a very national. Another banner (laughs) year. year. Toronto sports scene. (laughs) (laughs) So here we go. So we're going to give you the honorable mentions and then the final two. Honorable mentions. John Herdman joins TFC. That was a pretty big story. story. Nick Nurse gets fired. Didn't make the final two. Think about that. The Leafs win a playoff round. That's not in this? No, because we always think, like, oh, they lost to Florida. But they beat Tampa. That we was, forget. First we almost win. hung a banner for that, Mike. We almost, I think we did one in, in the office. Um, Leafs win the playoffs. Jay's Paul Barrios in that loss to the Twins. Oh, my God. That was pretty crazy. That, someone could argue that's one. So those did not make the list. Those are honorable mentions. I, just to be clear, I cannot choose these. No. I'm I cannot you, determine that that is the, the biggest sports story in Toronto this year? You cannot. You could, okay, uh, this is you your could, this You could critique thing. my list right. and say I was wrong. Okay. Let me have it if you have to. Okay, final two. Dubis Presser gets him fired. Okay. Which is different from Leafs fire Kyle Dubas. Because GMs get mm-hmm. fired all the time. The guy literally held the presser well, and was, was fired for it. Like, we've mm-hmm. heard that. So, Dubas Presser gets him fired. And Jays go all in on Otani. Who do you like? Ailish. I mean, recency bias. But Jays all in on Otani might on, be the most electrifying and disappointing roller coaster that I've ever been on. Um, I was strapped and ready to rumble and it was, it was heartbreaking, but to just be in that lifetime type of moment, right? This is a generational guy. He's the the newest Babe Ruth. Like we're never going to see someone like this again is what we're feeling. We're picturing him in blue Jays blue or see him, you know, 
on the CN. It was just the CN Towers, Shohei, everything felt like it was happening. I think that was probably the biggest thing that happened in Toronto sports. And it's recency a little bit just because we are still dealing with the highs and lows, but. Yeah, I'm disagreeing. I don't even think that's in my top two. Oh, if I oh. only get to choose from those two, I though. Don't I don't. Well, what, what, was there something that you think could could threaten those two? The Leafs winning a playoff series? I think so. Bigger than Shohei Otani sweepstakes? I mean, I think so. Understanding the, the history of what went into winning and winning that, I would I would have put that in my top two for sure. I, I just think the Otani thing, like, it, it was fun to look at the fantasy world of adding mm-hmm. Shohei Otani. Like, we got swept up in it. We were excited. It was It was a lot of fun to explore that topic. However... It was never real life. It was fantasy. It was real life. It was not real life. It was fantasy. Uh, it, this guy was always going to the Dodgers. Always. Always going to the Dodgers. I mean, it, it was just a matter of getting to the point where the you most You were believing. Money, I, I, I did for a second. I did for a second. But this was ultimately, this was, and probably was before it all started a fantasy world. Mm. So I am going to stick with real life. And the Leafs winning a playoff series was big. Yeah, The Jays pulling Barrios and having just an absolute dreadful end to their season was big. But I, I, I think I'm going to go with Kyle Dubas and the presser that got him fired. I mean, we've mm-hmm. never, ever seen anything like that. It was uh, the, the move that we've been waiting for for so long in for the Toronto Maple Leafs. We're like, something's got to change eventually. Like, if something didn't change, we'd be thinking the same way about this team right now where it's just like, we're doing this again. It feels at least different this year partly because the team's different, but because the general manager's different as well because of that moment. So something actually happened with the Maple Leafs, the most critical generation, maybe at the most critical time in this organization's history, and they've been around for a long, long time, at least for people of our vintage. This was a huge, huge moment for the biggest sports team I still maintain in this city. Mm. The Dubas presser was unlike anything I ever seen. The reaction was wild. The consequences were massive. And now this team has changed forever because of it. So for me, the number one story in the Toronto sports scene was Dubas getting One thing, though. What if it was just, I'm Brenda Shanahan, and I say, hello, welcome to this press conference. Just so you know, we decided to move off of Kyle Dubas. We thank him for his time and his service with our organization, and we will be finding a new general manager. The song and dance definitely adds a layer to it. Yeah. It was huge. The magnitude of it was huge, but the drama associated with it made it juicier. So I think totally for, for those reasons, it hits multiple, uh, like it works in multiple levels. You know, that means Judge Holly's got to break the tie. So is it Otani or Dubas? Holly, who do you got? It is definitely Shohei Otani. Wow. Yes, there we go. We, have, we were guy. having chopper watch we and were plane nuts. watch. <laughs> <laughs> it's that. Um, just so everyone knows, Holly and I are from the same small, small town. Yeah, let's see yes. how that we talk about recency and, bias. But you know how about what? Hometown bias. We Hamlet didn't even bias. plan this. The fix is in. Um, yes. Shout out Sutton. You know what? Yeah, like, shout out. not many people can say they're from Sutton. And two people on the fan pregame. Half of the fan pregame is from Sutton. So I love that Holly's sticking with me. We'll see if this continues for the rest of the show. So just Sutton, yeah. Seventy percent of Sutton works at Sportsnet. That's basically that's, everybody that's, that's, that's in our town. That's pretty fantastic. That's yeah. it. Here okay. in Giant Tiger, category number two. We'll call this one O Canada. So now this is a little more nationwide. Mm. Christine St. Clair retires. Massive story. We oh. knew that was happening at some point. John Herdman leaves the national what are you, team. John Herdman's spokesperson in this show. Yeah, a lot of Herdman. Oh, he's going to make the next list. Oh too. my goodness! No, it just too. It counts. <laughs> the women win the Billie Jean King Cup. First time ever. They hadn't reached the semi since nineteen eighty eight. Those are all significant, but it boils down to two. The FIBA World Cup bronze by the men's basketball team beating the U.S. 
and earning their first ever World Cup medal up against Nick Taylor's incredible Canadian Open 72-foot putt, ending the streak of 69 years without a Canadian champion. Who do we got? We're going to start this one with Justin. Uh, I'm going... I was going to say, you're going to be torn because your your boy, Shay. No, I'm not torn at all. Uh, It is Shay. Uh, Slam dunk without question. I mean, okay. We fancy ourselves a basketball country now, right? Like, we talk about it a lot. Mm -hmm. We've got so many NBA players uh, from Canada. The Vince Carter effect. Whatever it is, we play basketball at an immensely high level in this country. So to not be at the Olympics was a crime. It was criminal that we hadn't been at the Olympics in so long. And then we got our guys. Again, I'm going to go on this rant again. We got our guys like Jamal Murray. Oh, my God. Love talking about okay. But we still didn't have the buy-in. Despite all uh, the, the investment, the talent, the likelihood of going if you just showed up for a tournament for a couple weeks. And we depend all on one guy and Dylan Brooks and a couple others. But we put mm. our... We just put our fate in the hands of Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who comes through, beats the United States, clinches the Olympic berth, does everything for this country so Jamal Murray and the other guys can go to Paris this summer. But it would have just been an absolute joke if our guys didn't show up and we still failed to get to the Olympics despite us being a talent-rich basketball nation. So... That, the biggest accomplishment, the Northern Stars said it, Shea Gilgis-Alexander did something immense for this country. Going to the Olympics is where be, is something, or the Olympics, sorry, is where we belong. And we will be there because of Shea and the efforts of those who went. It's my pick. And it's the right pick. Nick Taylor did something that was almost impossible to fathom. That what, Winning a golf tournament? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> the Canadian... That, the putt? The Cana- that putt... The entire, it was like the the entire country held their breath and said, okay, well, maybe he'll putt for, you know, maybe he'll get birdie, maybe he'll par. And it's it's traveling on the green. We went to the Canadian Open. I brought you. Yeah. I'm uh, never bringing in, you again. If I could have been in Jakarta, I would have been there. I'm never bringing you again. <laughs> We're watching this putt, everyone collectively, like, feeling this moment. It was like when I watched the Kawhi shot, bounce, bounce, bounce. Oh, is that going in? It is going in. We watched this putt go and go and go, and you thought, no way, wait, maybe, yes way. Is it happening? He has the putter or putter toss. He's the Adam Hadwin getting tackled by security. They're moment. popping champagne on the moment. green. It's in Canada. It's in our backyard, kind of in Toronto. Adjacent. And it's like an average field on a PGA Tour. Whatever. Weekend. It was unbelievable. They changed the Canadian Open logo to have him with the putter flip. It's amazing. It was such an iconic moment, and it was improbable because he is not the best golfer in the world. It was, he was like plus whatever money to, and luckily I picked him. So that was uh, also part of this. He was in my pool of picks. So I'm happy and rich, but yeah, Nick Taylor's moment was unbelievable. 69 years since a Canadian won it. Uh, I, it, it was absolutely awesome. But what did the two things mean? The Taylor putt means that you can't bemoan the lack of a Canadian winner for another mm-hmm. year or, a great basketball nation goes to the Olympics and gets to compete for a medal. Holly? And, and entertain us all or in that Holly two weeks there? in the summer. Holly, break the tie. Call me when you win an Olympic medal. It's, oh. Nick, yes, it's Nick Taylor. <laughs> two and oh, the fix is confirmed. Yeah, well, you at least like pretend there's no, no bias he is, here, Holly. He's being serious. It's no, right. call dead, me when you win a medal. For the record, serious. I'm with both of you guys too. Sorry, Justin's on Which his one? own here. No, yeah. I'm with the Nick okay. Taylor. It's one of the greatest moments of all time. Yes, and I agree. You know what? I, okay, I... I dreamed of going to the Olympics. Like, that was my dream growing up. And okay. going to the Olympics is great, but it is, what are you going to do there? 
Are you going to show up, Jamal Murray? Are you not? Oh, I, they're going to show up. I mean, yeah, they're going to show, show up, up physically, but are they going to show up? Because of the heroism of a couple guys, including eh. Shea gilgis Alexander. Our text line is open at 590-590. Please weigh in. It's 2 nothing English. Not that it's a competition, but I'm winning. Next. All right, next one. International stories. John Herdman. No, just kidding. Oh, no, my John God. Herdman. I can't hear his no name Herdman again. In this one. Okay, here we go. Like, think of these, how big these are that didn't get to the final two. Women on the Rise. The World Cup was seen by two billion people, up a cool billion from four years. Cool billion. Nice. Previous. That's incredible. March Madness ratings. First time it was on cable TV since 95. A peak audience of 12 million people. That was huge. That was a record. Yes. Mm-hmm. WNBA expansion. PWHL was born. Great year for women in sports. The next one. I love that one. Didn't didn't see this one coming. WWE and UFC merger. Huge story. $21.4 billion deal. That was a big one. And surprising, didn't make the top two. The MLS gets messy right right after that big World Cup win with that big deal. So those are three that weren't exactly at the top. The top two. I know Mm. we already talked about them already, Mm -hmm. but it's worldwide. Otani gets $700 So it wasn't just him. It was the amount of money. And Saudi money soars. The merger with Liv, mm. making Ronaldo the highest paid athlete in the world. They're, they got their hands on F1. There's a lot going on with the Saudi money in sports. Who do you got this one? We go back to Ayla. I actually don't know. Like this one, I'm, I'm torn between. I it's think, a tough one. I think I'm going to go with Shohei. Uh, yeah, you are. I'm going to go with Shohei. With Shohei. <laughs> I mean, yeah, $700 million for a player who is injured currently and might not ever pitch again, probably will, but might not. Goes. <laughs> That's not what we were saying when we were chasing well, him. Well, when he was going to be a Blue Jay, he was going to pitch and he was going to win the yeah. Cy Young every year. It's exactly. different now. He's playing for the Dodgers. But the drama- and Yamamoto's never proved that either. <laughs> the Dodgers, yeah, they, they dished out what we will never probably see again, a contract. The contract structure alone blew our socks off. The $2 million a year and then deferral, like- Everything that went into this, the fact that he said, I want to take less right now so we can build this team that's going to be a dynasty and win, I don't know, 10 pennants in 10 years. Like and it's, so I don't have to pay taxes. It, yeah, and I get that. And it's it's just, it's pretty much the most international story that I can think of, right? This entire country of Japan is going to be focused already on him. He's going to now change an entire market. He's going to change an entire sporting landscape. We live in Toronto and we're going to boo the guy because he thought about coming here and you said he never was going to, but it felt like he was already wearing a jersey. I was already thinking Barrios was going to give him number 17. Anyway, mm-hmm. that that's the international story of the year. It is Shohei Otani. I don't even think that's the right Otani story. Remember when he struck out Mike Trout to end the World Baseball True. Classic? I mean, if we're talking about, hey, international stories affecting different countries. I mean, Otani signing with the Dodgers affects Japan and California, and I guess the United States and Canada. But, I mean, that was such a, an amazing moment. It's with Shohei's Shohei year. It's a year of Shohei. And, and Mike Trout uh, to finish that, uh, you know, Japan beating the United States. Huge. But I, I think it's got to be Saudi Arabia. I mean, like, Benzema, Ali. Neymar, uh, all these, like, great soccer players that define the Champions League and play at big clubs leaving and kind of Doing what, having what happened in golf happen on a smaller scale uh, in inter, in uh, global soccer. It's just, yeah, the live thing was 2022, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I guess people don't care as much anymore. But, like, this is something that's threatening the viability of sport. And I think for that reason, it just, like, remains the top international story. You thought you guys were working hard today. Coach, uh, Judge Holly's back on the line. He's got to break another one. Who do you got? Holly Otani or the Saudis? 
I am actually gonna go with Justin on this oh, okay. one. I'm gonna go with the Saudi yeah. Yeah. He's like throwing me a boat. You're throwing not even me a boat. From no. Georgina. <laughs> no, I think it is just with it was one thing for the golf, but now the soccer, it's just taking over everything. There was stuff about uh was it the wizards and the capitals had something to do it wasn't Saudi, it was Qatari uh money. Mm-hmm. But it just seems to be uh coming to North America and uh, I think impacting once Rom went there, after he said absolutely not, I'm. I think it's that. I think Holly's getting Saudi money. <laughs> oh boy. Hey, I'd, I'd be leaving this place. <laughs> but to your point, Rom got six hundred million or so. That's Nero Tani money just for him. Just yeah. for him. Yeah. So they they literally went out and bought a league. They bought the PGA Tour. They took it over. They took all the stars. Massive. And yeah, and I said live was 2022, but the merger was 2023, correct? Right. Right? Yeah. And, and that was a huge story. Like the, Jay Monahan turning coat and and, mm-hmm. and Rory McIlroy backing off and Rom leaving. Like it, it's just... Nick Taylor it's, winning the Canadian Open. It's an ugly scene. Wasn't, wasn't the meeting with Monahan in Toronto? Yeah, it was. Everything yeah. happened during the Canadian Open, yeah. which made that win even May, more hey, I'll beautiful. Give you that. I'll, for, give you that. I'll give you that. Okay, two more, and then we got Chris Cuthbert on the other side of the break. Okay, retired in 2023. Mm. Athletes that you're going to miss the most. So Me? people that have retired. <laughs> Did you officially file papers in 2023? I officially retired this year. Did you? Well, you're now on the list as well. You so we got Ehlers Forfar. <laughs> what about Patrice Bergeron, the guy you can't help but love on the team that you can't help but hate? Miguel Cabrera. For, totally forgot about Miguel Cabrera. Triple crown MVP World Series. Forgot and about five technically, years ago. technically, it was on paper. Jose Bautista was this year. He signed that one-day contract mm. with the Jays, so that counts. But here's the two big names that we said goodbye to that we're going to miss the most. Wish that they were still around. We have Tom Brady and Christine Sinclair. Back to... No, a- it's oh, no, no, it's back to Justin okay, on this uh, one. That's right. This is a tough one because know, they were look- both washed. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> no, but like, I mean that in, like, it was time. It was, that yeah, came out. It was time. It was time. It wasn't trying to be rude, but okay. like we know when you <laughs> okay. get to a point where it's time to retire. I, I believe 100%. they were both at that time. You reached yeah. that in 2022 yeah, and 2023. <laughs> so who do you miss the most? Uh, it's with all the mediocre quarterback play. It, I I kind of want to say Tom Brady, but like mm-hmm. it's Christine Sinclair. Like she could still play. She she could still be at least an option for Bet Priestman. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got enough left in the tank to be at that level. And I guess Tom Brady kind of proved that too. But Sinclair means so much more to our country, so much more to well, yeah, The Canadian us. feel, for the sure. The Canadian feel is way more uh, important. And I loved Christine Sinclair. I hated Tom Brady the entire time he played. Although I can recognize that the league's better with Tom Brady in it. But it's Christine Sinclair. Yeah, it's going to be really weird uh, when the calendar flips to see Canada playing international games, going to the Olympics, or at least trying, like, Without Christine Sinclair, it's going to be, it's going to be weird. Um, but it's also a great reflection point because this this team needed to change, like, the leadership or change who's getting the most opportunity to play. Like we talked about this. Like, yes, she can still play, but was she best to be leading this team on the, the pitch? Probably not anymore. Uh, but I think that she's going to be involved with the way that we view this sport forever, right? Mm-hmm. Christine Sinclair is Canadian soccer. Uh, but at this point, you know, watching her send off, it was wonderful. It was incredible and it was time. So I think I'll definitely miss Christine Sinclair the most, but it would have been interesting. We had those Tom Brady discussions. Is he going to be coming back? Is he going to get, you know, make this grand return? But it'll be Christine Sinclair for a long time. Took four questions for you two to get along and agree. 
And now let's see where we go at number five. Ready? So we're going to flip it a little bit. Mm -hmm. These are athletes that did not retire, but they're on the cusp. So athletes that we are happiest that they're still hanging around. We got Joey Votto. By the way, there's interest with the Blue Jays, apparently, if you read some reports. Rafael Nadal, who actually did retire and now is coming back. So Rafa's still hanging around. LeBron James, we know he's closer to the end than the start. So he's out there. But the final two, okay? Tiger Woods, who made us come back, and he's playing right now. Mm. And here's a weird one. He's sort of public enemy number one. But Aaron Rodgers, you know, it's a lot more interesting with him in the league than out. So who are you happier that they're still hanging around? Tiger Woods, Aaron Rodgers. I'm happy for two different reasons. Aaron Rodgers, because he's, like, so easy to create content around it, like, as people that talk for a living, he's always pumping out content. Filler. But, like, in a way that you're like, oh, another Aaron Rodgers story. But actually seeing Tiger Woods play somewhat well is interesting to me. Um, he was playing with his son, which I think maybe why I'm feeling the most, like, Tiger Woods would be my answer, because I saw him playing some golf with his son, Charlie, and it looked great, and he did okay, and it was wholesome. So I'm going to say... Tiger Woods is more of a wholesome story. Aaron Rodgers is more of like an angst story. Like, what's going to happen next? This guy's crazy. Uh, The answer is Tiger Woods for sure. Uh, Tiger Woods is interesting because there are no athletes in any other sport that can do it not as well and it's still enjoyable, Mm -hmm. right? Like, you you watch anyone. If Like, Yarmir Yager maybe is an exception too because he's scoring goals in in Czechia. Uh, But if anyone is just like sad because they're not as good anymore... Like, the Ovechkin thing is trending towards that. I mean, there are ample examples all across sport where athletes stay too long and it's just painful. And Tiger Woods is clearly not the Tiger Woods of old. And he's not going to compete, I don't think, ever for another major championship or win golf tournaments despite him playing. But just watching him play golf, even if it's lesser than, even if it's not as good as it once was, even if it's not even close as good as it once was, it's still just a beautiful golf swing that I will stop and watch mm-hmm. every single time it's on the television. He could play until the end of time, and I will still enjoy watching it. Tiger Woods is the exception right. to the aging athlete. I don't care that he's worse. I still want to watch. It's the red shirt and the black pants on the Sunday. Mm-hmm. Like, we spend their whole career, like, following these guys, and they get towards the end, and then we're like, ah, oh, they should retire. Get rid-. Like, like, your life is somehow better if they're not around. Give me as much of Tiger on Sundays in the red. Yeah. I'll take it. It's nostalgia. I'll take it. Like, he's a... He he brought so many people into this game. Like, he has created an entire generation of fans. I'm sure Aaron Rodgers has a little bit of that, but it's not to the level of, of Tiger Woods. And it's always special for the guys he's competing with or against. Oh, yeah, they cherish that they, opportunity. They want to be there. It's they awesome. want him to be there. And that there's always... There are always moments. Anytime he's on a golf course, there are memes that the hottest meme right now is Tiger Woods. It is the hottest meme. Big dog! <laughs> and, and, and it's awesome. Like, this, Tiger Woods is like it is still the most beautiful swing it's still a joy to watch but he's also this like character who character who gives us more than just the shots when he's around golf courses and when he's in front of cameras uh it's tiger woods and i think it's gonna last far longer than most athletes in terms of their like their send-off years one more thing i'll say i care way more about tiger woods's redemption story and like redemption in terms of returning from injury than i do about aaron Rodgers returning from an achilles that but imagine how more just just how much better the afc pitcher would be now if Rodgers was healthy and the jets were good that's a lot of the same division with the bills and that sort of thing right so i mean from from an interest level yes absolutely but from a nostalgic level you can't did we get any wrong in your opinion no i thought everything made sense
How did I do with the final They're two? They're great. Of each? I love it. This was a fun idea. Yeah, I don't have too many contentions. Right? It's it's but you know what? That's what I love about this time of year. You, when you look back at these stories, it sort of puts it together of just what the year was, especially the Toronto focused one. We just realized how many big items that could have been number one on yeah. any other year were all happening in the same 12 months. It's crazy. Well, we've got our text line open to 59590. If we missed any stories or if you want to submit any stories or if you want to agree or disagree with... Are you from Sutton? Individual takes such as Justin's, you can send that in at 59590 or tweet us or send us a message. Uh, Chris Cuthbert's going to join us on this debate, so we should be nice because it's your father. The holiday spirit. Chris Cuthbert after the break <laughs> on the fan pregame. Big guests and bigger opinions on everything happening in Leafsland. Real Kipper and Born. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're back on the fan pregame on Sportsnet and Sportsnet 590. Fan, we are halfway through our show. I'm feeling all right. We did it. it uh, that last time it was so fun, Mike. Uh, reinvigorated the show. We've had uh, a three-hour show gifted to us <laughs> from the bosses for being so good. Not at all lump of We coal. are on the nice list, so we get to do more shows. So we appreciate that. Uh, Chris Cuthbert's going to join us in a minute. Ron McLean at 6 o'clock still to come. And Charles Davis at 6.30. We, just, we are hitting the best of the best for the next 90 minutes. So stay tuned. Um, Mr. Chris Cuthbert, of course, of... NHL Sportsman and Hockey Night Canada and father of Justin. Mm. What's your middle name? Christopher. I'll give you, I'll give you one wild guess. Chris? <laughs> Come on, Justin. Christopher Cuthbert. Wild guess. How's it going, Cece? Thanks for coming on. I'm good. How do you like? I, I decorated the place just, <laughs> just for this. You look great. The background's good. Like it's uh we're so glad to have you on. That's a last minute change that he's gonna join us on video. So the effort is there and we appreciate it. We're, we're trying. I, I've got a face for radio, but uh, <laughs> but I thought for Christmas we'd uh, we'd try something. I was thinking of you last night, Ailish, because you are the queen of the hamlet, and Jack Quinn is from a hamlet, oh, and Jack. so I wanted to test you a little bit. Uh, what a what Ooh. a great guy, too. I, I, don't know, I know man. he's. Ooh. I don't think I know that Co- hamlet. Cobden. Wow, Cobden. Let me do, do a know quick search. No, nothing. No, I don't know Where's Cobden? Cobden? I think it's uh, northwest of Ottawa. It is northwest. And I checked because because they said he was from Ottawa, but they always say that. And you have to check. And uh, uh, he's from Cobden. And one of the reasons I thought it was cool is because he played for the Muskrat Minor Hockey Association in Cobden. So, yeah. So I thought you could add that to the list. Is, 1400 and yeah, it's slim. 1400ish. Well, we're still working on rinks unknown, Alish's uh, <laughs> Hamlet like series, uh, and we'll put that on the short list of potential okay. options uh, for rinks that Alish will eventually. I will go to visit. Cobden one day, and, and she'll I try will, the. Prize. There you go. I'll check that one out. Um, okay, so Cece, you were at uh, what a beautiful <laughs> display of hockey last night <laughs> in Buffalo. Not a lot of cheer for Leafs fans, uh, but. Yeah, I think maybe a bit reflective of where the uh, Maple Leafs are at when they play lower opponents, what their goaltending is at, uh, the fandom, et cetera, in that barn. Uh, what do you take from last night's 9-3 thumping of the Maple Leafs? I, you know, I'm, I'm not sure how much we should take from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, in the morning we were talking to the Sabres and they thought their loss uh, to Columbus when they gave up nine was a tipping point on the season. And so you hope that the Maple Leafs react the same way. 
Um, but have we been kind of waiting for this for the last few weeks because they've been, you know, slipping and sliding and always finding a way to come back and to get a point here and, and a comeback win there. Um, but it always felt like one of these might be coming. And uh, it, uh, it was also kind of a Christmassy kind of result. <laughs> you get these weird things over Christmas when guys have their Christmas lists going on and they're a little distracted by last minute, uh, you know, just being regular people. And so uh, on one hand, I felt like it was coming. On another hand, uh, you, you you might think you could translate this into a, a deeper concerns. So uh, let's wait till the, we see what they do in Columbus in the final game before Christmas to really figure it out. But uh, one thing's for sure, there's some goaltending issues that um, that could be long-term problems yeah deep deep concerns i think with the goaltending uh situation now martin jones has looked predominantly passable he looks like a backup goaltender it looks like you could get some uh decent starts from him he could keep you at least treading water if forced to be in the net for a prolonged period of time but the schedule won't just allow martin jones to take and keep the ball it seems like someone else is going to have to start for the maple leafs to get them to the end point that is joseph wall's injury uh, timeline. Um, what are the Maple Leafs going to do here? Can they afford to put Samsonov back in the net? Can you give up points uh, by putting him back in the net? Can you concede? Like, what? What, what is the situation here for Sheldon Keefe in uh, the goaltending? Uh, is, is this a massive, massive concern right now for the Toronto Maple Leafs? I would think it is. I, I don't think you can go back to Samsonov in, in the short term. I, I, I think the best thing for him is to to go down and play with the Marlies and try and, and find that game again. And uh, I, I Christmas analogy, I'm, I'm a shiny new toy kind of guy. And I've been watching Dennis Hildeby's stats with the Marlies. And I'm intrigued. And I it, it, it got in my mind last night as uh, the first period finished and and uh, and listened to uh, Elliot and, and Nick and Justin in the intermission. And I thought maybe maybe this is the chance. And, and and I'm torn because there are a lot of people say it's too much too soon. They did hold them back a whole year to play in Sweden one more year last season. And that was a, a good move. And uh, and now he's only had, what, 12, 15 starts with the Marley. So it is soon. But could you squeeze 10 starts out of him between now and the end of February? And we don't know when Joseph Wool's going to come back. But let's say it's the end of February. There's 30 games. Could you, could you give him five of those and find out if he can handle it? Um, could you buy a couple of weeks' time for Samsonov to find his game? Uh, or do you go with Petrozelli because you're worried about the guy who's probably going to be the next one with Joseph Wall and Hill to be and not rushing him? Um, so Martin Jones can't play all 30 games <laughs> till the end of February. So there's the choices right now, unless you go out and trade for somebody. And, you know, Eric Schulgren came back in my mind last night and I thought, man, if he was in the system, they'd be calling him up. But New Jersey signed him and Eric Schulgren has one win in 10 American Hockey League games this year. So, uh, you know, goaltending, it can go south in a hurry and uh, it's gone south for him when he was a useful guy last year for the Leafs. So I'm not sure, but I'd really be tempted on Dennis Hildeby, the Hildebeest.
Yeah, the hell to beast. Uh, he's already he's, he studied. That's why he just interview. wants to deliver that yeah, line. I like I mean, that. He's got reason. it ready when he's got his first shutout. The hell to beast for the Toronto Maple. I can't do your voice, uh, but I did see Jack Campbell. He went down to the AHL. He's not even in the starters role in Bakersfield no. anymore. And that's like you don't want to think what happens if Samsonov goes down to the Marlies and loses all his confidence. But hell to an interesting one. I I get nervous because. He's, ha- he's got something going right now that's really good with the Marlies. What if he comes up and his confidence is shaken? He's only 22 years old. But at the same time, I mean, the, the options are pretty limited as you lay it out. It's desperate times. Desperate times call for desperate measures. Um, I want to ask you about Leafs and Sabres because it seems like one of the most fun atmospheres to go to. If you're either cheering, if you're cheering for the Sabres, cheering for the Leafs, that barn last night was obviously crazy, rowdy. Um, when you're at all these away games, is this must be one that you circle as a fun one to get up for. Yeah, we get used to Leaf Nation being pr- prominent at, at every rink and uh, met a lot of people on the flight to Columbus today that said, you know, we got tickets for $40, so we can't wait to get to the rink. So they'll be well represented tomorrow, too. But Buffalo is one of those rinks where you know, Tampa is another. Tampa is hard to tell because the lightning jersey color is is almost <laughs> the same. So you look down and you're not sure. Uh, but in Buffalo last night, I mean, it felt like in the warm-ups it was 90% Leaf fans. Now, I think we can confirm that by midway through the third period, it felt like 90% of the seats were emptying out. So, you know, a lot of people left early last night for obvious reasons. I had some loved ones at the game. Uh, they still had fun. Uh, the drinks were flowing. Mm-hmm. That definitely helped. Um, just because you're not going to By the way, uh, just, just because we're... We're at Christmas, so we'll reflect. <laughs> Justin will tell you that we did a family trip a few years ago oh. to a, a Buffalo-Toronto game, and uh, some of the family members are loud <laughs> and can be rambunctious. Mm-hmm. And I think that night the Leafs fell behind 5-1, to one and, and our section was taking it pretty hard. Uh, but then the Leafs rallied with five in the third, or four oh, or five in the third. And uh, I don't remember and, this. When was and this? You and the Cuthbert mm. contingent, well, the Cuthbert Latticer contingent okay. that was in the rink, uh, it, it, they they had the last word. And let's put it this way: I, I was I was happy we got out safely because uh, it it got intense. Yeah, uh, the Latticer boys can mix it up. I can vouch Cuthbert. for that. I don't remember that yeah. night, but yeah. the Latticer boys. Uh, why can don't mix you it remember up. that night? I don't maybe I was with the Latticer boys. I guess that's what's that's, that's what was uh, preventing me from uh, having vivid memories uh, of that night. Okay, let's go to the Maple Leafs. Uh, long-term play here. Uh, you know, if you're talking about Sansonov, you're talking about expendability. Uh, if you're talking about guys like Dennis Hildeby maybe showing up, uh, uh, he he earns enough money to make him interesting on the trade market. Of course, John Klingberg's money is available to the Leafs. If you add up what they have, it's close to about $8 million bucks to spend. If you're doing a shopping list, and if you're shopping wisely, I'm sure you have been uh, ahead of Christmas here. Uh, CC, uh, what what do the Maple Leafs need? Like, what does this team need to feel complete in your eyes? Well, probably how many things now? At least three things. You need some goaltending insurance. Uh, you need another defenseman that uh, maybe more in the John Klingberg mold than the than the the Hard Rock defenseman. I think you need a defenseman that's top four. Um, and can move the puck out of out of your defensive zone. So helping with the breakout. And I think you need a third-line center who has good defensive responsibility so you can kick Max Domi over to the wing and 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 play three good lines. Uh, I, I, I think they look like they're missing 
one good forward to have a great top 12 and and again that defensive help everybody's been focused on uh chris tanev would help this team uh, i'm not sure he's the absolute perfect guy uh but chris tanev on the team would obviously make it a better team Okay, um, I know that the All-Star Game is something that we're excited for. It's going to be in our fine city, and you'll be involved. What's it, like? What's an All-Star Game wish list? Because we've seen Miami Vice. We've seen th- things being shot in, off of, I don't know, like the, the Vegas Bellagio Fountains. Like, yeah. Okay, Toronto, we're here. It's uh, kind of our opportunity to shine. It's going to be a little bit different. They're doing the player draft again. Is there a wish list you have for the upcoming All-Star Weekend in Toronto? So for the player draft... Shouldn't Justin Bieber and Austin Matthews captain one team? I think that sounds perfect. Should, should we not get Connor McDavid and a celebrity picking another win. team? There you go. I, I think <laughs> Easy. there's Definitely. some great opportunities here. Uh, maybe Drake is uh, the captain mm-hmm. of a team with with a you know a star player. Um, you know, we could go East Coast with Sidney Crosby and Nathan McKinnon picking a team. Um, but that's that's only part of it. I, I used to have a lot of fun doing uh, uh, the old timers. And I, <laughs> other people don't like the old timer stuff. They do that at the Hall of Fame. That's great. What I would like to see is three on three of the best young players in the league. Have, an, have a reason for Connor Bedard to be in Toronto. I'd like to see Adam Fantilli and Bedard and Leo Carlson and Brock Faber and Matthew Nyes and Uri Slavkowski and and you, you name it. If you've been in the league two years or fewer than 100 games, let's get the star guys showcased three on three. I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's too bad. I think it's a missed opportunity because in Toronto, it's uh, it's about the hockey. And you don't need to do skits. And I, I'm not sure I, I could go through a, a third year in a row of uh, of these breakaway skits <laughs> with Miami Vice and, you know, <laughs> magic acts and whatever. It, uh, you know, another going back to the, the All-Star or the, uh, the, the teams, uh, Team Hughes could, uh, you know, pick some guys. Oh, so yeah. there's a lot of possibilities and uh, there's more creative, younger minds than me that can come up with uh, some good stuff. But uh, I think we're going to be better at a little more palatable than than it's been in the last couple of years yeah i think uh, i don't know if it was miami vice but something hit the nhl over its head uh <laughs> after last year and, and there's definitely going to be a change and i think it's going to be a positive change i mean the biggest change uh is the 12-man field for the skills competition a million uh, bucks with a million bucks on the line half going to charity i mean money talks right we just saw it in the nba the in-season tournament uh there were guys who were up for that because there was some money on the line it's going to be competitive the field's going to be competitive I think there's going to be competition to make the field. I think some guys are going to be pretty disappointed that they don't get a chance to compete in it. Uh, I, do you think this is the fix for the skills competition? I know you're not doing Miami Vice anymore, but do you have confidence that this 12-man field, $4 million, is going to be a hit? Yeah, I think it's a win. I think it's a great idea, and I, I like the way as we get deeper into the field, the guys drop off, so it'll be kind of focused at the end uh, to uh, – you know, the McDavid's, the McKinnon's, the Matthews, the McCars. You hope those are the guys that are involved at the end. But it is a good idea. I think, uh, I, and you know what? It's more of the traditional skills. Uh, hockey guys are the best guys. There's no doubt about it. But for whatever reason, in the last 10 years, competing at the All-Star game has become a little too cool for school. But I think 
there's been feedback that they'd be interested in this, and um, and I think they'll try. And and fans want them to try. They want to see the very best showcased, and um, we want wow moments. Uh, you know, Kendall Coyne gave us a wow moment mm-hmm. a few years ago uh, uh, with her speed. And uh, I'll go back to '98. You guys won't remember it, but in the shootout challenge, Dominic Hasek stopped about 50 in a row. <laughs> And it was really impressive, and he carried that over in a very short period of time and stole the Olympic gold medal for uh, the Czech Republic. And I'll I'll never forget that it just seemed like the all-star momentum carried over for him in that, and uh, that was special. So I'd I'd like some special moments at the all-star game, uh, whether it be Owen Nolan pointing and and scoring or whatever it might be, but uh, let's get back to some great hockey special moments. Justin's all geared up today in my old pro jersey. He could be at the All-Star game. We'll see. Arkham Maybe Thunder. we get the call up. That would be a special moment. Uh, we will we'll put a word in with the bosses and, we, you know, we, we might have a way in. Um, we're talking with Chris Cuthbert, of course, of NHL and Sportsnet and Hockey Night in Canada. So now we're going to talk about you because you're our guest and it's the holiday season. Is there? Let's a... wrap this up now. No, no, we got. We still have you for nine minutes, so deal with it. Broadcasting wish list: something that you would love to be able to call a sporting event, whether it's already happened, whether it's something in the future that you would love to bring your talents to. You know, I I think you asked me this a couple of years ago, and I, I I I didn't really have a good answer. And I I started actually as the voice of a North American soccer league team in Montreal and it it gave me my my big break uh because the team was owned by Molson who owned Hockey Night in Canada's production arm so that was my foot in the door but I always thought wouldn't it be cool and this is before Ted Lasso which I'm a big fan of wouldn't it be cool to be the voice of like Manchester United or whatever else so that would have been something in 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 the time but but I'll stick to uh reality now and and (laughs) And I'd really like to uh, call a Canadian team winning a Stanley Cup. That That's on the wish list now. That's the most immediate one. And it's it's not like I, I don't have the utmost respect when the Vegas Golden Knights and so many great Canadian players get to lift the cup or, or Nate McKinnon and, and company and Kale McCarr in, in Colorado. But um, I, I want to feel a city in the country uh, go through that two-month ordeal and watch it end with a parade. I think that that would be, uh, would be tremendous stuff. Yeah, it's just been a little over a decade since the Vancouver Canucks were there. They're sitting atop the standing, so there might be, uh, there might be some uh, possibilities there on the West Coast. Not to bring up old memories, but is there a call you'd like to have back in your I career? I don't like that question. Well, I'm asking it. Um, there's probably a lot no. of calls I'd like to have back. <laughs> So I'll give this chance. So you, you put this on a platter because Montreal fans are still upset about my call of uh, Suzuki and Caulfield at the overtime in game five. And to be honest with you, uh, it, you know, what gives me the most trouble was when a, bar, a puck hits, hits the bar and goes in and you're not sure some, and it comes out as fast as it goes in. I wish there was more padding in the nets. In fact, there was a game Minnesota and Colorado had a series a number of years ago, and it was McKinnon's breakout party. And there must have been three goals in a game that came out from the back bar as fast as they went in, and I screwed them all up. 
and it was really frustrating. And and the same with the uh, the Caulfield Suzuki game five overtime goal. I'd I'd, I'd love to have that back uh, uh, because it it just uh, wasn't worthy of the moment for sure. But uh, uh, touch wood, more often than not, uh, uh, I was lucky on the Tavares overtime goal. I I know other guys. Uh, because of you know Joe Joe followed the camera because he was sitting in a studio in Toronto which was unfortunate and and the camera followed Morgan Riley and to be honest with you I don't know if it would have mattered if you were in the building you couldn't tell if that puck went straight in or whether it went in off Morgan Riley's uh, stick so in that case uh, the hockey gods or uh, were with me and and the Tavares call was able to stick because when you waited as long as Leaf fans mm. have for uh, for a series winning goal. It would be nice to get it right, and so fortunately uh, that one went my way. But they don't always go your way when you're in the in in the middle of it. And yes, my son would ask me that question. A- Ailish, <laughs> I know you would. A- Ailish is so mad at me for asking that, and I guess I'll find out at Christmas if you're also mad at me for asking. That. I do. I do have some coal to put in the stock. Let, let's uh, let's let's spin it to the positive then, Finish so I can at least try question. to win Ailish back. Uh, your favorite. The most fun you had watching sports in 2023. Do you have something, whether it was in the booth, on the couch, mm-hmm. a moment in 2023 that just, you know, it, whether it brought you back, whether it just made you smile, something that you enjoyed watching in 2023? Wow, that's that's tough um, uh, because the Stanley Cup playoffs, I mean, I, I love every bit of it. And um, what was that long overtime game? Uh, uh, Carolina, Florida game one. Mm. I mean, we were absolutely exhausted and, uh, we walked over to, uh, the rink and there is a little bar restaurant. And I remember walking in beforehand and saying, are you guys going to stay open after the game tonight? Because they like to close early. And I said, we can bring a lot of people in and they say, yeah, we're going to, we'll stay till after the game. Well, they lied because it was one thirty or quarter to two when we uh, when we ended up leaving the rink, and of course the place had closed. But uh, <laughs> the next day we went in and, and gave them uh, gave them heck about uh, closing too early. But uh, that was fun. We like those games. I, I'm giving you a bad answer because I, I love what I do, and um, uh, you know the playoff series between the Leafs and the Lightning was special. And then uh, you know every Stanley Cup final is is special. So I wish the deciding game would have been more exciting, but, uh, but I, uh, I waited a long time to call Stanley cup final. So, uh, every one of those is, uh, when they lift the cup in the building, that's, uh, that's as good as it gets for me. Honorable mention to our very first episode of the fan pregame, which was on TV. That was the and answer. You were definitely that was the correct answer. That was the answer. And I, so, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I got to thank you. You're Christmas probably just present. staring at your tablet. You're just <laughs> face down the Christmas on present. the couch looking at the tablet. And you guys gave me, is is the, is that I don't have to get up at at six in the morning anymore. Oh. To uh, I can actually Just turn over, roll over, and go back to sleep, and and know that I'm not missing you too. So yes, the six o'clock uh, hour has been uh, yes the highlight. Is there uh, anything else on your wish list in case somebody hadn't gone Christmas shopping yet and was maybe last minute and hadn't got a Christmas tree yet and possibly no presents, <clears throat> Justin? <clears throat> No, we all good. Everything I, there, I'm just, just a nose. I'm a, I'm, I've reached the point where, you know, socks are good. You know, I, I don't have, a, never have enough socks. I have a drawer full of single socks. 
Okay. So the sock if, monster if hit up Cece's <laughs> house. Uh, he lived I'm a victim of the sock monster. So, okay. yes. All yeah. right. Well, you, I hope you get lots and lots of socks uh, in pairs this time around for Christmas. We appreciate you coming on. Enjoy the rest of uh, the work week and then a little bit of time off for the holidays. It's awesome. I just hope we make the connections out of Columbus to get back mm. for Christmas Eve. But yeah, you got to like my, my Christmas tree, don't you? It's better than Justin's because he has none. <laughs> it is. Bring that over with you. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe it. Put that, set in, it up. Put that in your carry on if possible, Cece. <laughs> it's like a Hallmark Alish. movie. Him coming back for Christmas, <laughs> saving the day with a Christmas tree. It's <sighs> good. I was I was going to say, I'm, I'm, I'm a very much a Griswold kind of guy. So mm. you'll. Uh, You'd appreciate that. So, Ailish, have a wonderful Christmas. So uh, we're all thinking about you, and we're all very proud of you, and so happy you're part of uh, all of uh, all of us. Thank you so much. Appreciate it, and we will definitely chat soon. Thanks, Chris. Enjoy the call. Enjoy the break. Uh, Chris Cuthbert, of course, your father, and also a legend. Hockey Night Canada, NHL, and Sportsnet. That's my favorite part of the year. We got to do it last year. Our mm-hmm. you know our little family chat. A mainstay on the Christmas spectacular. It was yes. really sweet. Oh, he's the best. He's like tearing up there at the end. I know. He's like emotional. He's a he's an emotional guy around he, Christmas. Oh, that's really sweet. Well, in the six p.m. slot from six a.m. to. Well, PM. you guys you have go. a Christmas event. Oh yeah, I'll be seeing a lot which, of him. What day is that? Uh, you don't even know. I think it's like you know <sighs> spread over a couple days. <laughs> Whenever they but show a lot up. of events, you yeah. just you just popping in. It, basically, Christmas is for driving. Like I'm just driving yeah, to different true. houses. Spend a lot of time on the roads. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. Okay. I bet CC puts out milk and cookies. No. No? Carrots for Rudolph? No. Okay. Our show just continues to hit home runs. Ron McLean after the break, host of Hockey United Canada, and then Charles Davis to wrap up our show in the fan pregame.